When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Stand By Your Band. I'm Tom Takar, the Wolf of Dog Street, joined, as always, by the Prince of Snarkness himself, Tommy McNamara. How are you, Tommy? I am cold. (laughs) You're like the Prince of Snugness today in your little snug blankie, Linus ass. (laughs) I've got a beanie, I've got a sweater, and I've got a blanket wrapped around myself because I am staying at a house that uh, I cannot figure out the thermostat for, and it is at 53 degrees, and I am very cold. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my Lord. You you got a lot of learning to do before you become an old dad <laughs> who apparently uh, controls the thermostat. If I've learned anything from stand up comedy, yes. <laughs> <laughs> if I know anything about stand up comedy, you don't play with that thermostat. That's true. <laughs> or else, daddy is going to be bad. I wouldn't know because I didn't have a father, <laughs> which I did. Um, anyway, no, my stepdad was like that about that. It doesn't matter. Uh, our guest today. The wonderful Julia Claire is here. Hello. Hi. Julia. I'm back um, again. Yes, she's back. <laughs> she's back. Oh, is that three uh, times? Three, three Pete. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Vampire Weekend. Uh, wait, what was the last one? Lucy Dacus Appreciation right, Lucy episode. Dacus. I was just listening to Lucy Dacus and remember. We just that played episode. her new single on the Patreon. Yes, kissing lessons. It taught me and Tommy how to kiss. <laughs> and um, I'm so happy for you guys that you know how to kiss. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's very exciting stuff. <laughs> Tommy is in uh, Schaumburg right now, or in Chicago, but mm-hmm. it will be. In, are you are you in Schaumburg as we speak? I'm in Wilmette. Uh, I will be traveling to Schaumburg ooh. soon. Beautiful Schaumburg, home Man. of the Chicago Improv, very far from Chicago. Okay, yes. Schaumburg. You know, I've never heard changed. of it. My life changed when Will met Grace. And so, <laughs> um, <laughs> we finally got some good programming on television. Uh, yeah, I've never—I don't think I've ever been there. But Schaumburg—that's where—that's where the magic happens. Mm. Julie, you've never been to Schaumburg? I haven't. Oh, can you even say that you've lived a day in your life? Then? No, <laughs> no, I can't. You're actually—you're absolutely right about that. I've been to Chicago uh, a number of times, and. Never went to Schaumburg, and I guess I'm just a dumb bitch. <laughs> yeah, that's what Tommy was saying with his eyes, and what he was texting me. But I guess um, <laughs> I guess I should kill myself. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the only wow. solution besides buying yourself a one way ticket to Schaumburg. That's right, and never, <laughs> never coming back. Yes. There is, I believe, a Burlington Coat Factory there. Oh uh, fuck! Right. Well, no one told me yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, and a Starbucks, and those are the two places I spent most. Of the time <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go see Jackass by myself before the. Show. <laughs> I'm <very> excited. <laughs> Damn. Damn, I'm gonna see. Are you gonna see Jackass, Julia? I don't think so. Oh, what the fuck? What the you fuck? For Schaumburg, now this I know. <laughs> I everyone is like very look I you know I am a I'm a millennial I I can't say that I'm not comforted by the presence of Johnny Knoxville I am I see him and I feel warm inside uh but I don't know humiliation shit and like people physically injuring themselves I think well, I I don't love it to begin with, but I do like the fact that they're doing it to themselves. Yes, like I fucking hate impractical jokers because they're just oh shit. My my old roommate, one of my old roommates, used to watch it, and I was like, "This is a war crime. I <laughs> hate it." Yeah, yeah. I hate it's when tough. people do pranks on other people yep. 
But I do like that the jackass guys just mostly abuse themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I'm torn on this because I like, I like a prank. Like, I love Nathan for you, which I feel like is basically just a more, uh, yeah. respected prank show. I don't, but I don't I, love it. I get it. I get that. I, it makes some people angry or uncomfortable or whatever. Like, they don't like the ethics of it. I struggle with that, but I do. I, I would be lying if I said I didn't enjoy it. There are times, like, something like punked, I hate it because it's like that. It, I mean, there are situations where it really is just fucking with someone and it's not funny. It's just like, Pun- this is just mean. I feel like punked is more ethical because everyone they're pranking is rich and famous. Yeah, but only at that moment. Like, a lot of the, like some of the people, it's like if you're punking Andy Milanakis, it's like I don't know if that guy is doing so well these days. Well, I don't, I don't know if they even did that, but it feels like somebody they would have. I just remember. I mean, the, the like the most famous one was Justin Timberlake, where mm-hmm. they were like, "We're we're here from the government. We're gonna like re." They were they said they were gonna like repossess everything, mm-hmm. and they told him that they took his dogs. <laughs> And yep. he like and almost he John Wicked everybody. <laughs> <laughs> he killed everyone. But yeah, then they he like almost started. I think he started crying, and that was fun. <laughs> that was fun. That's a good time. Who was the one that uh, was it? Zach Braff or uh, they did they punked somebody with like a kid like taking something from, him and he like beat the shit out of this kid or something. I can't. Remember it might have been Zach Braff. Story. It might have been Zach Braff beat the shit out of somebody. <laughs> I think Zach Braff might be in prison. <laughs> you might be misremembering <laughs> the story, I, I don't think I am. Um, I'm pretty confident uh, Zach Braff murdered a child. <laughs> murdered and, uh, a child and is in prison. And, and now. And I don't want us to get sued, but I guarantee this happened. He <laughs> has a prison relationship with. Florence Pugh. That's what it is. Oh, yes. Yeah. That's it. Uh, I'm Googling. I don't know how to look this up, so I'm just Googling punked gone wrong. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is a VHS that I would have bought at age like, 13. Yeah. That sounds like a real... That sounds like a, a 2006 porn experience. Punked <laughs> gone wrong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they uh, apparently there was a a lot. Uh, wait, here we go. Seven celebrity pranks that uh, backfired horrifically. If this is not on there, Zach Braff murdering this kid. I feel like <laughs> <laughs> this list is not. Um, <laughs> this list is not up to date. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. It's uh. Uh, what we didn't get to see uh, was a child straight up assaulted on television. Um, so I can't believe I was right about this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it says uh, Donald Faison, star of Skyline, thought it would be. I love they say star of Skyline instead of fucking Scrubs, uh, which is what Scrubs, everyone knows which him is from. What makes way more sense. Uh, it says thought it would be awesome to prank his Scrubs co-star Zach Braff by having a group of kids pretend to destroy Braff's brand new Porsche. This went exactly as well as you might have expected. Uh, Faison and the punk the punked crew set the prank up so that upon exiting a liquor store, Braff spotted a group of toothpick chewing adolescents. <laughs> a liquor store. Yep. <laughs> I like that. It's like, man, is Braff doing all right? <laughs> He's like brown bagging a bottle of whiskey and beating up children. Uh, yeah, they're spray painting his uh, his car. The kids were supposed to escape while Braff stood there dumbfounded, but the Garden State goof is right, Oh, my God. <laughs> Apparently became possessed by some long dead Mesopotamian war god and chased one of them down, beating the twelve year old actor mercilessly like a drunken stepfather. (laughs) Needless to say, MTV had to edit around the beating before airing the prank because a man violently assaulting a child is not. Wait, uh, and what's what's the source here? This is cracked.com. Thank you very much. Uh where I get all my political news. Right. Along with my Zach Braff murdering a child news. <laughs> and so it is kind of funny that, like, what did you do? <laughs> I don't know what happened after that. I don't think Zach Braff, like, got in trouble or anything. But <laughs> No, but I feel crazy. like, I just feel like nobody got in trouble for shit in the, two- in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It was a different um, time. It was a very different time. Um, 
how how are you, Julia? Are you having a nice Friday? I it's it's rainy and cold, but I've been inside all day, which is nice. I didn't uh, I didn't have to commute or anything today. Um, but yeah, this is my like fourth Zoom of the day. So if I am a little loopy, then that's when I will choose to blame it on. <laughs> yes. Hey, totally, totally fair. Uh, I hate when somebody asks me, hold on. Uh, somebody's asking me about a good God date. I think they get, people will be like, hey, can I do good God on this date? And it's like, we don't have a show then. So no. Well, yep. and plan one, right. bitch. We don't have a show uh that date uh so tom you Uh, just you just fully conduct other business while you're recording this podcast is what i'm saying when it feels pressing i have to. yeah okay so okay so i want to talk about (laughs) we fucked up we were supposed to do this podcast two days ago uh i did not tell julia it was not going to be on zoom we like to uh spread the variant and (laughs) person these days um no, uh, we had a, a brutal miscommunication that unfolded live on the uh, Patreon <laughs> that you could hear in real time. Very exciting stuff. Get on that Patreon. It's only $3 a month, uh, and you get to hear shit like that. <laughs> you get to hear me looking at texts from Juliet going, oh, no, I fucked up. <laughs> um, yeah, because I was on the train being like, and I, I texted being like, I'm almost home. Just send me the Zoom link, whatever. And then I got yep. two immediate texts from both of you saying, oh, no. <laughs> we both just yeah. said, oh, no, which was very yeah. funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we were caught up. I was conducting business. Tommy was deep into his gambling debt. Uh, he was looking at his uh, at his problems. Uh, his his, his punk's gone wrong porn. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, but no, we are, uh, we are, we wanted to bring you on. Uh, we're very excited because this was, uh, this happened in real time. We ba- we basically did a real life episode of Stand By Your Band where, uh, Julia was getting, uh, bullied by, <laughs> uh, my fiance and, uh, and her, uh, partner, uh, Graham, uh, who is a former guest on the show. And uh, by the way, I, former I trader. Yes. Yes, uh, former dumb bitch. Damn, <laughs> he is. He is, of course, one half of the power couple, Grulia, um, <laughs> Graham and Julia. And I think Grulia is really going to stick. Um, it's really good, and it sounds like something that would be sticky. Uh, anyway, you were getting bullied about uh, about liking Joni Mitchell, and I I was included in this, but I didn't. It seemed out of nowhere to me, and I didn't realize it was spurring from a tweet. Yeah, uh, and Graham yeah. didn't. Graham didn't either. Graham didn't understand. Like Antonia texted me that she, to the group, by the way, which she could have done one on one, but she didn't. She put me on blast in the yeah. group text <laughs> and said that she finds Joni Mitchell to be unlistenable because Damn. I, which is yeah, wow. But it's because I tweeted that trying to explain to my boyfriend why he should like Joni Mitchell's music is like feels insane to me. It just feels like trying to explain to him that gravity is real. Like I, mm-hmm. so that's what it stemmed from. But Graham didn't see that tweet because I, I think he uh, just like doesn't follow me on <laughs> uh, on social media. Um, but he he just thought that. It was based on like this the Spotify news of her pulling her stuff yes. off of her music off of Spotify in right. uh, solidarity with Neil Young and uh, Neil Young <clears throat> yeah. and and uh, against uh, our comedy brother Joe yeah, Rogan. That's right, <laughs> your peer. Yes, our peer, our peer. Yes, uh, as podcasters, we of course must stand with Joe Rogan. Right, <laughs> right. Um, and you heard it here. Julia also is standing. With no, <laughs> co-host of Reply Guys, <laughs> the leftist feminist comedy podcast for the rest of us. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, this unleashed me getting a deluge of um, texts of abuse from Mm -hmm. both Antonia and um, my boyfriend, Graham, who is a... Graham-Tonia, they're calling that couple. 
Gramtonia. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> and there will be no name. <laughs> Tom. Tom was like really slow on the uptake because well I was I was busy and I didn't doing see business was... he was doing business I'm pretty sure <laughs> um, conducting his business hours and um, so I'm just there alone getting bodied by <laughs> Graham and Antonia and then I was like Antonia I I'm sorry but you like Sean Paul <laughs> okay. Sorry, we are back. My computer. This is one of the many reasons that I am. I hate Zoom, but my thing just fucking fully crashed. But now we're good, and now we're back. And you were talking about how I was slow to come in to uh, to save the day. Yep, and you know Tom and I are usually on the level yes. about our music taste. Mm-hmm. Um, Antonia and Graham are the wild cards of the group because they uh, they <laughs> yeah, have very different taste. Yes. Um, both bad in their own ways, <laughs> I would say. And, but yeah, so to, you know, Antonia was really going at me. I've never seen anything like she it. She really was. And she was like proud of herself. I know. About it. I was, it was weird. And I was talking to her. She was like t- texting me separately. Like, man, I am really getting Julia. <laughs> I am fucking owning this bitch. Yep. <laughs> and I was like, That's and then up. I was like, Antonia, I'll do respect. You like Sean Paul. You think right. Sean Paul is yes. great. And then she immediately. I appreciated you saying that, <laughs> except then she. And then she imme- immediately said, Julia, you not liking Sean Paul is racist. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And so you heard it here um, on Stand By Your Band. Julia Claire is, is also racist. <laughs> well, it's kind of like. Um, like an East Coast West Coast rap thing where people always have to yes. pick a side between Joni Mitchell and Sean Paul. And <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's good that you guys have picked your sides. And you know what? I really did, and I shouldn't have, but I did expect more from Graham. Um, <laughs> again, I shouldn't have, but he is Canadian, and I I thought yeah. that you know ca- Canadians are so loyal to their own mm-hmm. that I was like, oh, you know. Th- People can't Canadians go to bat for Gordon Lightfoot. Why are you not? Yeah. What no, Joni Mitchell think, is so critically acclaimed. Every everybody can die. I'm gonna burn myself mm-hmm. to the ground. This is jumped up. That jump. That sentence jumped up a notch. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why die. I kept leveling it up, but I had to, mm-hmm. and it w- would only have like ended it. in my suicide. No, I think you're making a bold accusation. I like it. Graham is not really Canadian. Mm-hmm. He's just been saying it to seem more interesting. Fake Canadian I ass from, bitch. I think he's from San Diego. And now we know. Um, he says the only blue the I like is on the flag. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? You're from quote unquote Ottawa? That's not even a real place. Nope. Nope. Never not heard of real. it. No, that's an animal. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it's interesting with Joni Mitchell and the whole Spotify Joe Rogan thing is that she wasn't able to pull all of her albums, mm-hmm. unlike Neil Young. All of her Geffen albums are still up, all of her 80s and 90s albums. Yeah. Uh, and I guess they've gotten like a huge uptick in listens because people are just like searching Joni Mitchell on Spotify allegedly to see if she's still on there and then being like, oh shit, mm-hmm. I guess I'll listen to these albums. So she's gone up like 480% on Spotify, which is just a weird byproduct. Well, her, I don't, I don't like her. I don't, I really don't like her later albums as much. Mm -hmm. Um, Her voice changed a lot. And I actually think that this makes me a better and more objective fan of Joni Mitchell because I don't like all of, like, I don't love all of her stuff. There's some of it that I like way more than others. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I was getting, I'll say it, abused in this group text. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, there were critiques. One of the critiques that Antonia had is that none of her music is sexy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my is, God. Uh, actually even true. Yes, again, you know, this is very, you know, Sean Paul versus Joni Mitchell. She doesn't have an mm. equivalent to temperature. And <laughs> I guess, sure, that's, <laughs> what are you going to do? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, 
to solve this, I mean, we ended it with you. Uh, you did send me song. I asked because I, I listened. I just put on what was on the top of her Spotify, and I was not immediately uh sucked in by it but uh you know it is not gym music it's not music to work out to um but it's maybe you and antonia have more similarities in your music taste than you think that would be a very pleasant surprise (laughs) 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 but the songs you did send uh and, and that we've turned into the playlist for today i i found myself liking and I just watched a documentary on YouTube uh, while I was playing NBA 2K and realized that I was not on mute. And so the, the children that I was playing with got to learn a little bit about Joni Mitchell. Um. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> oh, my God. Did you, Well, speaking of David Geffen, did you guys see the documentary Inventing David Geffen? No. No. Sounds like something I'd be interested that. in, though. It's on Netflix. I can't recommend it enough. I've watched it twice now. Graham and I watched it together, loved it. And then when I saw it, I was like, oh, my dad is going to be obsessed with this. This is all his his favorite artists. Cannot recommend it enough. David Geffen is, I mean, he is just like truly an industry person from another time. And he's, it's Mm. just a very fascinating life story and also just, how many people's careers he has directly impacted or founded essentially yeah i think in the documentary they were they were talking about a time when she lived with geffen uh, well actually a lot of his artists did a lot like that was one of the he he just like lived and breathed his job and his record label and like he formed the eagles actually um Mm -hmm. And he put them on, like, he put, like, Glenn Fry and I th- I think maybe all of them on a small salary while they were, like, becoming the Eagles, while they were, like, writing together their first album just so they could, like, eat. And a lot of the artists lived with him at one point or another, like, Jackson Brown, Laura Nero. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. And he also put together, he basically got... Crosby, Stills, and Nash out of their respective contracts in different because they were solo artists. He got them out of their contracts so that they could form Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Wow, that's crazy! What a what a guy! I mean, what a history! I gotta see this. I gotta see this. Doc. It's really good. And great. Also, speaking of Crosby, Stills, and Nash, following Neil Young and Joni, Crosby, Stills, and Nash have also pulled their music off Spotify, which means I have. Nothing left to listen to. <laughs> well, luckily, the new Kid Rock song is still on there, so you can listen to that on repeat. Um, and this ki- kissing a- lesson song. I gotta learn how to kiss. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's go ahead and hear some music, because we gotta give people a taste of, of the good stuff. So... Now, because it's not on Spotify, I'm gonna have to go through some uh, some YouTube uh, ads and shit. But let's go ahead and hear California, which uh, was the first song you put on this list, I believe, and I really enjoyed it. Um, here is they they played that in the doc as like one of her first like it was one of the first songs I recognized in the doc. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was feeling it. Um, one second here. Do, do, do. Oh, there we go. Now, this is just a good ad for Verbo. <laughs> Verbo really has taken over, huh? All right, here's California. <laughs> It was just a dream some of us had Still a lot of lines to see But I wouldn't want to stay here It's too old and cold And settled in its ways here All the California California Coming home I'm gonna see the folks I dig I'll even kiss a sunset peak California coming home Uh, we we get it. That one's I really like that one. And I Antonia's 
point on her uh not matching the um, melody i think is incorrect on that song totally or no <laughs> antonia said that none of her songs have melody oh that's that right. is, uh, <laughs> which is ob- objectively untrue <laughs> yes <laughs> it seems unfair that uh antonia is not here to uh to give a counterpoint but um antonia should get her uh, own episode of stand by your yes. band where she defends herself yes <laughs> i agree um but yeah i there is a great live recording of that song of her doing that in like in the 60s when that when that first came out and she's playing an auto harp like the flat um like the horizontal string instrument and her singing voice is so she has such a a clear high-pitched singing voice i don't know the different classifications of vocal styles i i looked it up but i forget it already um but she it's not a voice that i'm naturally inclined to like i actually like a female singer with a deeper voice um i think we actually talked about that on the lucy Lucy, Dacus episode but um but yeah i just think that she's kind of undeniable and she has this like her sound just became so emblematic of the like laurel canyon 60s folk scene and so many of her songs like her songs continue to be recorded today um i don't know i just also i did um i did get a second opinion about Joni from my dad um mm-hmm. and i wrote down his his thoughts i i would love to share them please yeah let's let's hear okay um so he said that she is probably responsible for creating an avenue for female singer songwriters more than anyone else in the industry because at the time there were very few female solo artists they were mostly members of groups um and she made like she made it clear that female solo artists were viable uh, commercially and uh so she paved the w- he said that she paved the way for Janis Joplin who was formerly in Big Brother and the Holding Company which was a band um but you know really Janis was like meant to be a solo artist and so she, after Joni like she was able to do that and you know same thing with like Linda Ronstadt who was in the Stone Ponies same thing um and he said that there's no Taylor Swift without Joni Mitchell. Damn. Yep. Damn. There you go. There's a, she's definitely a huge influence. And there's a really funny, I'm going to bring this up now. It would be in the peanut gallery. But Mari Offman uh, <laughs> pointed out on Twitter this quote that someone asked Joni Mitchell about the idea of Taylor Swift playing her in a biopic. Oh, yeah. Have you I seen know this, this quote? And yes. Quote, <laughs> Joni Mitchell's quote was, if she's going to sing, good luck. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Yeah. Which is devastating Damn. for Taylor that Swift. It's true. <laughs> yeah. Man. She, that is not kind. Yeah, no. Taylor, <laughs> Taylor Swift does not, like, she is a perfectly competent singer. She is. She does not have the vo- the range to sing that high. Mm-hmm. Damn. That's fucked up. Yeah, Joni Mitchell is, is incredibly impressive as a singer. Like her, I, I'm a big fan of Last Waltz, and she sings back up during Helpless by Neil Young from backstage, and it's incredible. And then she sings her own song. And like you were saying, of like during that era, it's like her with like every male musician, then it's just her and Mavis Staples are the only women mm-hmm. who get to sing, and they both are just incredible. And it's just like a mm-hmm. great showcase at that time that was clearly male dominated in that scene. And also, she, I mean, <laughs> She had the respect of so many like titans in the music industry. Also, it's like not only did she, first of all, she dated half of Crosby, Stills, yes. Nash, and Young. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah. Uh, dated Graham Nash and David Crosby. And dated apparently, James Taylor. Dated James Taylor. But um, yeah. David Crosby always talks about the fact that, uh, I think he cheated on Joni or something. And so in order to break up with how she broke up with him was they were at a party at a big party. And she was like, Hey guys, I wrote a a new song that I would love to play for you. 
and it was about him and how she was leaving him. Oh my god! <laughs> oh shit! That's amazing. Yeah, I was, that was in the documentary too. Damn. But yeah, Graham up. Nash, I mean, she and Graham Nash wrote, like, pretty much co-wrote the song "Our House," um, which is one of my favorite one of my favorite songs of all time. I think it's a perfect song. And they all, like, Graham Nash and David Crosby and Neil Young have all talked about what it was like being in such close proximity to her and, like, watching her work and how, like, they think she's one of, like, the best there ever was. In fact, in 2003, um, when I was doing research for this episode, in 2003, Rolling Stone had, like, a one, had, like, a list of the, like, 500 greatest guitarists of all time. She is the highest ranking woman on that list, wow. which I don't think is correct, honestly, but it <laughs> does. It She's number 73, which so Damn. one through 72 are all men, but because <laughs> that's 2003. I do think that maybe Nancy Wilson should have been ahead of Joni, but from heart um, and several others, but um. But yeah, she, you know, she's in the Songwriters Hall of Fame. She's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which I, and I said that to Antonia. And her response to that was, well, that's a bunch of old white guys with no taste. <laughs> well, they had they had COVID. Yeah, well, uh, you know, Antonia is my fiance, so I do have to take her side. I apologize. (laughs) (laughs) I do really quick want to play because that's that's really cool that uh, that they wrote our house together. Let's let's hear a little bit of it. (laughs) (laughs) No. Joni Mitchell fucking. (laughs) She also co-wrote the movie Smart House, which is really cool. That's true. That's true. That's true about the uh, the perils of technology. (laughs) Sometimes we create things because we can without asking. Should that was her? Her? She's the one who said that. Smart House. (laughs) The tagline for Smart House. Sometimes the mom from Married with Children yeah. is very scary when she is Alexa. Sometimes Peg Bundy has to become a house. Uh, sometimes Layla from Futurama um, is actually evil when uh, she is your house. Um, anyway... Um, and it turns out just having a regular rich person house is better than <laughs> having a smart one. Um, all right. Let's hear another song. I have Free Man in Paris pulled up here. Let's hear some of it. Why not? And that song was about David Geffen. David Geffen. They went to Paris together. And he, you know, was long before the time of cell phones. So he was kind of like, he was like someone who like lived and died for his work. But he was like unreachable when he was in Paris. And I think, you know, as I'm a big lyrics person. I think the lyrics are so good. 
Yeah. Nobody calling Very me up good. for favors. No one's future yep. to decide. It's like in the first person as him. I think it's so cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It does make me mm-hmm. wish that you could do that <laughs> as a person. Yeah. You just can't <laughs> do it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you just can't be off the grid anymore unless you want to become the Unabomber. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's bad and good to it where it's like you can't do that anymore. But also now it's like harder to not like to have a kid and just disappear <laughs> oh believe me uh, this is more about my dad <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i'm constantly trying to make kids disappear <laughs> um no you uh, that reminds me uh you were saying that stuff about how geffen would have a lot of his artists like live with him yeah tommy does a similar thing <laughs> oh, God. he has a lot of creative types that he brings into his home and he gets he makes them share dirt on themselves so that they can't. Uh, <laughs> so it's like a trust thing. Oh, it's like a next. <laughs> it's like a Nexium thing. <laughs> oh, he doesn't like when you say it like that. <laughs> and what I do is I keep the house very cold to make sure that yeah. they are constantly in need of cocoa. Sexium. <laughs> <and dumb. laughs> oh my god. <laughs> the tagline is less volleyball. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not like Nexium because we play uh, 2K <laughs> instead of volleyball. <laughs> um, Julia looks very disturbed uh, to hear the truth about Tommy. Anyway, uh, one of the comments on this song is from Mindy Miles, who says, Joni Mitchell makes me feel alive. Well, good for you, Mindy. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, we do have some thoughts from our uh, friend and foe of the podcast, uh, Jared Thompson. He did uh, he did send us some, a voicemail. I got to dig it up because it is from Wednesday. All right. Uh, this is our regular segment. They went to Jared. Here is our friend Jared. What's up, y'all? So this week's they went to Jared. The boys are going to have a guest on doing an appreciation episode of Joni Mitchell. Um, so I think this is a perfect representation of what it would, what it should be to do one of these types of episodes. Because even though you will find it very hard to have people who strongly dislike or hate Joni Mitchell. I think there's a lot of people out there similar to me that don't know her as well as they should. And I, of course, have, you know, all the albums of hers that are, you know, first five, six albums. And there's some great songs on there. But I admit that, like, I don't necessarily think about this as often as I should. And every time I put it on, I really like it. And I think part of the problem is, is that for me, at least, whether we're talking about you know, any, you know, singer songwriter, um, if I'm going to put something on like this, like from this era, I typically want something with more like music in it. So rather than it just being one person singing and, you know, strumming, I would prefer there to be a full band. And so that hurts, you know, sort of, um, my relationship with a lot of the artists from like, say the early seventies, um, that were kind of folky like this. So she's got a beautiful voice. I think, um, I think it's pretty safe to say that big yellow taxi is one of the best songs ever written and blue start to finish is just fantastic. So, um, this is a good reason for me to sort of force myself into thinking about this more often. And I'm looking forward to hearing the episode and I'll talk to you guys later. Thanks. Well, there you go. I think Jared's going to be pretty shocked at uh, the hate that, uh, that Joni Mitchell got to start the show. Well, I mean, and again, Antonia is one of my nearest and dearest friends. I love her very hey, much. Pretty close to her too. I would say that so. you are. I would say that you are pretty close to her. Not as close as me, but um, but who could be? And but yeah, I mean, Antonia, I love you so much, but the no melodies accusation is spurious. (laughs) The fast and the spurious. Um, Yeah, that's. uh, I think. I think what Jared said is I I feel similarly. Where it's uh, it's tough for me with. without like the the big band thing happening here but i have been enjoying what we've been listening to though and i definitely think there's melodies to it i mean the the documentary definitely uh pulled me into it was it's fun to hear somebody's story and 
see what they had to go through to get where they were. And she seems like a very cool lady. Mm. When you say big um, band, do you want like a Glenn Campbell type thing going on? <laughs> that's right. I want it. I want it big, baby. Um, I did find. Uh, <laughs> I was googling uh fun facts about Joni Mitchell, and one of the <laughs> one of the things that comes up when you search that. It just said, was, it was like in the frequently asked questions, it said, was Joni Mitchell a hippie? <laughs> it's like, what a dumbass question. <laughs> I meant Glenn Miller, by the way. I just fuck, I fucked that oh, up. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> needed to correct uh, myself before someone tweeted. <laughs> yeah, we don't need these tweets, people. You know what we need? Your TLC and for you to join Tommy's cult. Uh, all right. Shall we hear some more music? And also, and then we'll get to. I have some fun facts here that I would. I like. I like to read a couple fun facts from time to time. Um, where is this list here? Damn it! Uh, everything's kind of. I'm sorry. I'm all over the place today. I have. Uh, let's see. River. Let's hear River next. What do you? What do you say? It's. It's one of her. One of her most famous. <clears throat> all right. River. This one made me very sad. <laughs> I remember because I was uh, driving in the rain and I was like, this is <laughs> fucked up. Oh, no. <laughs> All right, here it is. I mean, come on. <laughs> How can you not like that song? It's a great song. <laughs> I love it. If you it's a classic. really want to just have a bummer of a time, just read through the comments of, on this YouTube video. <laughs> oh, is it all is it's all it's like. all like I listened to this while going through my divorce. <laughs> yeah. It was Christmas and I was alone with my baby. Yeah. And, uh, this is the yeah. perfect episode for me to be wrapped in a blanket. I know. <laughs> <laughs> <It is. laughs> uh, yeah, this is uh, this is crazy. It's it's very very sad. But the beginning kind of sounds like uh, it's going to be jingle bells. It, no, it sounds it sounds like that's it's the point. It sounds like cool. a Christmas song. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I just remember being a little kid, I don't know, like being a little kid listening, hearing that song and being like, a river for skating? Mm-hmm. Why? No, rivers are for swimming. <laughs> that's the type of Canadian mindset. And that's, <laughs> that's, that's some can, Canadian nonsense. Yeah. yeah, I'd skate on a river if I had free healthcare too, buddy. <laughs> Come on, I wouldn't have to worry about all the injuries. <laughs> <laughs> skate away from Trudeau. Yeah. And his, uh, blackface. Horrible, He's um, chasing you in blackface. <laughs> <laughs> Wish I had a river to escape from Trudeau. <laughs> He's gonna get canceled. Um, all right, here's here's Little Green. This is about a par three golf course. <laughs> <laughs> Choose her a name, she will answer to. Oh shit, sorry. Damn it. Ah, why did you do that? 
color green and the winters cannot fade her color green for the children who've made her little green be a gypsy dancer he went to california Everything's warmer there. So you write him a letter and say, Her eyes are blue, he sends you a poem, and she's lost to you. Little green, he's a nonconformer. Little green. So this is this is probably one of the ones. It's not one of her more famous ones. But so far, what we listened to, California, Little Green, and River are all off of Blue, which is just, I mean, I'll agree with Jared, uh, top to bottom, a perfect album. You really can't, it's, you can't go wrong. You just put that album on, have yourself a good longing stare out the window, <laughs> and call it a life. Um, <laughs> call it a life oh no that's right <laughs> i don't know why i'm getting like increasingly suicidal <laughs> as this are, yeah as this podcast yeah. goes on but i am gonna put lay that at your feet <laughs> <laughs> don't do it julia you have graham to live for <laughs> he doesn't support me <laughs> that's true <laughs> uh jk jk uh we uh <laughs> I, that song was sad as hell to me <laughs> I, I don't i couldn't there the reason i was laughing in the middle of it is uh the comments on the youtube video were turned off and i was just <laughs> like what the fuck happened in those comments is usually when that happens it means people are like being really mean in the comments it's just because people kept writing suicide notes in the comments yeah, that that's what it was it. <laughs> This was, uh, I guess we'll call this a life. Yeah. <laughs> like, we got to turn these off. Uh, that's very funny. Um, all right. We got two more songs here. So this next one they mentioned in the documentary, and correct me if I'm wrong. So this song is called uh, You Turn Me On, I'm a Radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I believe this is, uh, she wrote this in defiance of Geffen asking her to write a hit, uh, something that could be played on the radio. Yeah. And then she re- she wrote this, which is, uh, which is a good time. I'm a sucker for it. It's she did it. <laughs> she was trying to make fun of uh, the radio hits, I think, and uh, it's it's very fun. As she also, and you can he- kind of hear it in that, and a few of the other songs that we've listened to, like Free Man in Paris too. But she really did a lot with like arranging and mixing that wasn't being done at the time, especially in folk music. Folk music was like just very instrumental. It wasn't there wasn't a lot going on with like different effects and mixing and she she did a lot of it. But yeah, that's actually the same story of how Sarah Bareilles' yes, love song, love song. <laughs> was yep. written too. Yep. Which and one happened it first? It's funny. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't forget. know. Honestly, I don't know. 
Uh, I heard Taylor Swift was going to play Sarah Bareilles. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great genre of songs. It's like um, kind of sarcastic. Like that's sung too by Blur too, is them just kind of making fun of a hit song, but it's also yeah. like a great mm-hmm. fucking song. But then it yeah, is yeah. great. <laughs> what, woohoo? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is there oh. was them making fun of American successful American rock music, <laughs> and then it's like, it is good. and then we just played it in our arenas for twenty five years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Uh, all right, we got one more song here, and everybody will know this one. Um, I'm gonna play the um, the Counting Crows version because <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, all right, here is. Big yellow taxi from Joni Mitchell, and I fucked up, and it's gonna take a second. Have you guys done a Counting Crows episode of Stand By Your Band? We've done two. Oh damn! Oh, that's right. We did do two. We uh, we're big damn. fans over at Stand By. Your I Band love HQ. I love them. Yeah, I so love great. them so much. I went through a really big phase. Oh yeah, they are one of when my I was a tween. Fans. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Uh, yeah, I was really into. I mean, Long December oh. still does it for me. It's it's great. Oh right, it's Fuck Tommy's go to. Yes, big That's fan right. of that one. Yeah, <laughs> his go his go to. <laughs> <laughs> on the on the keys. Well, yeah, yeah. you saw Ooh. me play round here at a bar when I was not oh, asked yeah. to perform. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> Damn. I just remembered. I was like, I was I've. I had a snap of like, oh, let's go to Cobra tonight. And then I remembered Tommy's in fucking Sean. What are you doing tonight, Julia? Let's go sing karaoke. Guess what? We're going to Cobra. sing karaoke, Tom. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. Hell I'm going to yeah. get there fucking and it's going to be too late. Ah. Uh, the sign up. It doesn't matter. All right. <laughs> let's hear Big Yellow Taxi. so good so good great great stuff it's nice listening um, to it now knowing that we solved the environmental crisis so we don't have to mm-hmm. worry about it anymore she warned us and now it's all good <laughs> we it's, and it. now it's fine we did we it we did do it we put up we fixed the environment by putting up a bunch of parking lots mm-hmm. because where are these cars supposed to go that's you right know? <laughs> what are we gonna fucking put them on the street thank you put, make a damn parking lot <laughs> Uh, um, <laughs> and sometimes paradise is a parking lot. Um, that's you ever been to a tailgate? You know what, Tom? Tom, that's so true. <laughs> that's true as hell. Damn. I say, put away that um, DDT. Right. Pass me some DMT. Oh, and that brings us back to Rogan. Um, let's do some DMT with Rogan. Uh, all right. Well, we have come to the point in the episode where we go to the peanut gallery. The people who listen to this very show and have thoughts, they want their thoughts heard too. And some of them pay good money to have their thoughts heard. So let's go to them first. Uh, all right. We have AJB says of Joni Mitchell. She deserves all the appreciation, but I desperately hope that this episode is just CSNY's Our House on Loop for an hour, uh, because I can't imagine a greater appreciation than Graham Nash writing that song about Joni Mitchell. Well, you didn't get your wish, AJB. We did talk about it, though. It was referenced. Is that not enough for you, AJB? Come on. Come on. Um, 
Tim Claridge says, when Joni Mitchell got to L.A. in the 60s, everyone in the folk scene fell in love with her, but David Crosby from Crosby, Stills, and Nash was like, hands off, she's mine, and insisted he had to produce her debut album. He literally got her to sing into a piano and mic'd the piano up with the mics cranked. This made a ton of noise over everything. They had to fix it in post, which ruined the sound of the whole album. Crosby should have gotten her to re-record it. Instead, he was like, fuck it, it's fine, and sent it to the label, and Joni didn't find out until after it was released. The old Crosbotch. Um, Joni Mitchell owns a resort on the Sunshine Coast in BC called Ruby Lake, which is one of the most beautiful places I've ever been to. I like to think there's a chance we fucked in the same bed. Yuck. Uh, <laughs> wish for Tim. You can hear Tim on the Patreon. Uh, he, he was on recently. Uh, I, I hope you fucked in there too, brother. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right, Larry Huffman says, I never knew her before the big yellow taxi cover by Counting Crows. Years later, my father-in-law gave me his turntable and vinyl collection. I was blown away by Blue. There you go. Uh, Brandon Thompson says, Blue is iconic. Miles of Isles is great, too. Her rhythm guitar uh, dulcimer chops are seriously underrated. Mm-hmm. The whole story of her placing her daughter in adoption is pretty heartbreaking, but also very cool that she'd later be able to have a relationship with her. Uh, it'll be a sad day when she leaves this world, and I'm with her and Neil 100%. There you go. Um, also, uh, yeah, some of these are people sending me workout songs. That's from the Patreon. <laughs> appreciate it. Um, last one from the Patreon here is from Nick Steinberg, who says, My ex walked down the aisle to a case of you, and even that's not enough to ruin it for me. <laughs> 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 that is my favorite Johnny Very song. Good. I did want to mention that, so I'm happy they brought it up. Yeah. Well, that was the uh, one that Tom didn't like. That is. Yeah, that's up. true. That one was pissing me <laughs> off. What the hell? <laughs> I think I don't know why. I think I put it on, and I was already tainted by uh, Antonia's hate, and I, you know, uh, <laughs> Tom literally, and you know, as I'm, I'm already getting demolished in the group text. Tom is like. I'm open to it, but I just put it on and it's pissing me off. <laughs> yeah, it was pissing me off. I wasn't in the right headspace for it, you know? I needed to hear uh, some mosh music. It's you know? <laughs> not true. Um, all right. Well, did we get anything on the Twitter? I forget. Did we post well, something? So there was the Mari Hoffman one I already cited, and then there was Admiral Snackbar right. said her 90s catalog is massively underrated. Come in from the cold from 91 is one of my favorite Joni songs. I'll have to check that out because I've not listened to any of that. And that is still she, on Spotify. She did two different versions of both sides now, um, the song. And one of them, you know, probably a, a few decades apart, and her voice has changed so much. She's also like still a pack a day smoker which is so funny and um but like her voice is several octave lower than it used to be and i do i like the original better um Mm -hmm. but i love the song both sides now i think it's it's really good um i also think like blue is an incredible album obviously as we've discussed multiple times here but i love uh i love ladies of the canyon and uh my dad is a big court court and spark head but um, yeah, my dad is like upset. My dad loves female singer songwriters, and honestly, I think it initially put me off of them when I was growing up because I was just you know you just like rebel against mm-hmm. uh your parent whatever your parents like um, but and that's why it took me so long to to like Linda Ronstadt too. Oh yeah, that was uh. A classic moment in Tom and I's <laughs> Stand By Your Band tour when I was extremely hungover and was in the bathroom by myself and just playing Desperado Linda Ronstadt <laughs> really loud on my phone speaker. <laughs> yep. mm-hmm. And they were and concerned. I like, Man, I hope our boy is good. <laughs> he was not. <laughs> Let somebody love you before it's too late. That's what they say. <laughs> that is what they say. Uh, all right, we do have some comments on the Facebook. I can't get to them all, so get on the Patreon if you want them guaranteed to be read. But we have some good stuff here. Uh, Holly Moore says, Her first husband played an event I hosted in high school. I introduced him as her ex since I was too young to know that wasn't cool. Uh, according to the documentary, that guy was an asshole. I don't remember his name. But he uh, kind of tricked her by being like I, I it's it was unclear in the doc but she she obviously had a kid and he was like I'll never f- 
father someone else's uh, child. Yeah. And so, uh, and she felt trapped in it. Anyway. She, yeah, she famously gave her daughter up for adoption. Mm-hmm. Um, Pamela Ross says she's perfect beyond reproach and says she has a disease called Morgellons that uh, the CDC is like, this does not exist. Please stop. <laughs> <laughs> Gaslighters. Well, yes, we don't trust the CDC. Um, <laughs> um, all right. Uh, Brittany Carney says, I confess I have no relationship to her work, but I understand her cultural legacy. She's too busy um, listening to Civil War music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and fucking, uh, wait, what was the child? Uh, <laughs> Rafi. The, the kids, Rafi. <laughs> Our very strange friend. Brittany the we weirdest love. member of the Three Timers Club. <laughs> 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 She's perfect. I love her. She's the best. Just Mambo number five. That was so fun. We love our Brittany. Um, Charlie Virgo says the way she casually mentions that she drew a map of Canada in a case of you, like it isn't the (laughs) hardest fucking map to draw. Did she draw all the little islands up top in the Arctic? What about the stuff that's frozen year round but not necessarily land? Did she use the the projection that makes the Arctic look huge in Africa tiny or the one that gives up on showing the Earth as a globe? Never get past that. <laughs> Very funny. Very funny stuff, Virgos. Um, let's see. Mitchell Potts writes, River is one of the best songs to put on if you feel like staring out a window and thinking about every mistake that you have ever made. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, true, true, true. Uh, Dewey Lovett said, you just made me Google if she was dead. <laughs> Sorry, Dewey. <laughs> um, okay. The... Uh, <laughs> I'll read this one last. Uh, Robert Segovia says she is the greatest singer-songwriter of all time. Damn. A better lyricist than Bob Dylan, a better guitarist than Neil Young, a better voice than James Taylor. Her run from Ladies of Canyon to uh, Hegira is unmatched. Uh, there's a reason she was Prince's favorite artist, and Charles Mingus did records with her. Yeah, yeah. Wow. That's what I was trying to not as articulately describe earlier about how I think that like the mark of a great artist is how much other great artists want to collaborate with them and want to work with them Mm -hmm. and respect their art. And she just like, she is kind of unmatched. I, I just, I, I love her. Uh, well that brings us to the end of the show here. And I did of course, forget to read the fun facts pretty much. Okay. I found five facts you didn't know, uh, about Joni Mitchell. Um, I think you probably did know a lot of these, though. Uh, one of them is she worked with legendary musicians. <laughs> uh, well, we knew. Um, we figured that out. Uh, the one that I liked is she was quite the poker player. Ooh. Oh. This one might be surprising for a lot of people. Mitchell was quite the poker player. She would frequent the Eagles singer Glenn Fry's house for rounds of poker, which is why Fry's home is sometimes referred to as the Kirkwood Casino. Hmm. Uh, the games would take place every Monday night after football and were known to go on until the early hours of the morning. They're all after all lots of different kinds of poker mm-hmm. and the singer songwriter used to enjoy plenty around fry's house with fellow musicians party poker notes how the most popular types are texas Hold'em oh and omaha <laughs> <laughs> i think Aaron's uh, mitchell's love for needs to get in <laughs> joni's game <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Mitchell's love for poker is even referenced in the song Taming the Tiger, where she sing- she sings about every disc being a poker chip. Hmm. There you go. Pretty fun. Um, all right. This is uh, our last segment here. Uh, Julia, you get to give us your final thoughts on Joni Mitchell. What do you got for us? Um, you know, I came into this podcast really with really feeling low about <laughs> um about Joni because I had been so brutally assailed in the group text with Graham and Antonia. Graham Tonia. Um but Graham Tonia. Um <laughs> but I am feeling vindicated uh because both of you like her stuff and the two of you are ultimately the only people whose opinion on music matters. Thank Let's you. Go. You are yes, thank you. ultimately the tastemakers, the, uh, you know, the culture seers of 
the modern age. And I'm glad th- somebody finally fucking gets it. <laughs> and I think that if anything, Joni's place in music history has finally been solidified because of this podcast. I think that's yes. true. I agree. And I think, you know, we're vindicated. You know, we are selfish. We are wrong. We are right. We swear yes. we're right. Swear we knew it all along. <laughs> right. And we are flawed, but we're cleaning mm-hmm. up so well. That's right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we are seeing in you now the things you saw or you saw yourself. That's what I have to say. Uh, wow. That's what Tommy God, that's to beautiful, Tommy. <laughs> Thank yes. you. Thank yeah. you. Uh, Thank you for that. <laughs> All right, uh, Julia, thanks for joining us today. We're not going to rate the playlist because this is an appreciation, but do you have anything you'd like to promote yeah. on the way out? Um, please listen to Reply Guys if you want to hear me not talk about music. If you want to hear me talk about my political opinions god help me uh it's uh, we were, you can follow me on on twitter also i'm at o julia tweets and you can talk to me about Joni mitchell anytime you want hell yeah that's the julia promise there. <laughs> yes and definitely follow julia she's so good um oh and check out julia's piece on shame yes gawker it's so fucking good so good oh, yeah. uh, I was a big thanks fan. yes Thanks, and guys. I can barely read, and that I can put together. <laughs> wow. I loved it. Uh, it was really good. Thank you guys so um, much. Of course. And uh, I will be in St. Louis, February, I believe, 18th and 19th at Helium. And then I'm doing a little run of shows in Kansas City, so check out uh, my social media for those. Tommy, what do you got? Well, yeah, if uh, you're listening to this today and you live in the Chicagoland area, come out to the Improv in Schaumburg because I'll be there with Lisa Trager and she's the best <laughs> and it's a lot of fun. And Schaumburg's a oh, part what of a fun show. It'll oh my God, you time. you and Lisa, get out of here. Hell yeah. What a That's treat. A All right, thanks so much, Julia. Thanks for listening, everybody. Get on the Patreon. Keep it crispy. <laughs> 